you are listening to The Bard. You are listening to The Bard Podcast. What up, checks? Quick, 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 Grange. What's going on? Yo, man. How is it going? It's great. Where are you calling in from today? I know the last few times we recorded, you've been in various locations. What's the zip code of your current location? Well, I, I thought you were going to say, where am I calling from? Because it sounds bad, which I hope is not the case. No, crystal clear. Good. The zip code here is 02143. The town is Somerville, Massachusetts. Back home. Well, for the next three days. And absolutely, yeah, I've been on the road a lot since we've, uh, I guess I was really on the, only on the road for the past two pods, but your boy has been traveling, you can say that for sure, um, but right now, I'm just calling you from, I guess, under a mountain of box, and boy, do I hate it. So moving is underway, it's uh, on to New York here in the next couple of days? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, dude. We are moving on Sunday morning, the 29th of July. We are moving to an undetermined location somewhere in New York. For the short term, we're hitting up U-Haul storage, and we're going to put most everything in there and, and vagabond it for maybe two weeks, maybe one month. It doesn't feel good to not know, but I'm confident knowing that it'll kind of all get sorted the you the storage places in new york yeah right so uh, basically what we're doing is we're packing everything here we are self-loading into a u-haul van we will be driving that u-haul van to long island we will be putting all of our goods into a u-haul storage facility on long island where it'll sit for hopefully less than one month we actually get one month for free with the car that with the truck that we're renting which is a 15-foot truck and the hope then is we'll get our place within that whatever 30-day window and take another truck, go back to the storage unit, pick everything up, and then ultimately move into the city. So it's kind of a pain that we have to do it twice, but ultimately I'm just happy to, to be getting on with it. Nice. So you lived in Boston for how long then? About eight months? Is that right? Yeah. What is it? It's the Yeah, it'll be... Really just seven, I would say, uh, okay. when it's so all said and done. Similar time frame. So, All right, I think we're back. That was a recording snafu. I don't know what happened. First time, but, you know, we're weathering the storm here. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I think we had an update to the app that may have just caused a little bit of a, a wrench in the system, but let's hope for the best. You were saying I'm on the same time frame as something, but I'm on the edge of my seat to know what. Well, I think what I was asking when we got cut off, I was saying, you know, you've lived in New York, you've lived in San Francisco, now Boston, technically kind of a suburb of Boston, but still nonetheless uh, pretty close to Boston. I was just kind of curious what your overall thoughts of this city were and uh, how you compare it to some of the other places that you've lived. I've always been curious uh, what it's like to live there. I've only visited a handful. Yeah, sure. I appreciate the question. In truth, 
I think I came at a rough time. I'll, I'll put it this way. When I moved to San Francisco for the first time, which was about June 20th, 2013. So it was just at the height of daylight, right? I think maybe the solstice is something like the 22nd or the 24th. And so that's more or less the longest day of the year. And so when I moved to San Francisco, I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with all this daylight? I've got, this is the most beautiful city in the world. I get to explore. I get to do so much after work and I'm meeting all these people, so on and so forth. I also had that built-in system of uh, where I worked. I had sports teams that I had joined. When I moved here, it was January. It was the opposite time of the year, perhaps the shortest of the days, probably had just passed in December. And man, the weather here, when I moved, every day was freezing. Every day it was gray. And the fact that it got dark, it felt like 3.15 p.m. It was rough. As the months progressed, it got a lot nicer. The days got longer. It seemed to skip spring entirely here and move right into summer. And once it did, it was honestly great. I mean, Boston is beautiful. You got everyone out running. You got people. I mean, there's plenty of colleges around. So people are always out, you know, on the quad, on their bikes. Uh, you've got the Charles River. So people are sailing. People are rowing. It's nice. It's a nice place. I feel like when people come and visit us, you know, we can show them the city in, I don't know, two days max. We'll basically have one loop that we walk everyone on and we'll see the landmarks. We'll see the schools. We'll see Fenway Park. We'll see a lot of the historical things because Boston's a very historical town. But I would say as far as cities that I've lived, definitely not in the top two. And I'm just really excited. Honestly, the reason why we're moving to New York, I think, is largely based in in me kind of wanting to get back there. And when I left California, I was in search of something. And what I realized that it was is that just all my friends and family with limited exception are in New York. And I'm so excited to be able to just be there and hang with friends and hang with family. And, you know, I honestly don't care what the city is. It's more the people that make it for me. And so I'm pretty pumped to, to get back and just like be in the spirit. Absolutely. Sounds uh, like a pretty exciting time for you. Very, uh, very pumped for you and hope, hope the move goes well and hope the transition back into the New York life is a smooth one, my friend. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember, but when you were moving out of, of our place in San Francisco, out of the barn, I think I was already in the process of selling a lot of the stuff, was I not? Yeah, I think you had pretty much, you know, you kind of knew your plan of living with your cousins for three months and then, you know, making your next move. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think, yeah, you already kind of started that process. I am trying to do that now. We're, we have a guest room here. We will not have a guest room in New York. So we're trying to get rid of all the furniture that's in that room. And it includes a bed. It includes a mattress. It includes carpeting, furn like a dresser. And I'm trying to do that on top of sell an entire couch. I've already got rid of one of the bed frames, but the market here is pretty static. It's kind of tough. I, I feel like things aren't moving as fast and I have to drop a lot of these prices, which is kind of a, a bummer and a big hit. But in the end, I'm just trying to not have to pack and move a couch, an extra bed. These are big things 
that we don't need and we don't want per se. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it, it's just adding an extra layer of, uh, you know, uncomfort, if you will, uh, towards the process. But I'm excited. It is Wednesday now. We are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three full days of packing away. And then we're hitting the road on Sunday morning. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it'd be nice to uh, to earn a little bit of cash or a little bit of money for those things. Speaking of money, we are sponsored by Ally, Ally Bank. Bank. Ally is a relentless ally for your financial well-being. Explore all Ally has to offer, including secure banking, mobile banking app, easy application, simple transfers, competitive rates, and 24-7 support. Ally Bank sponsors the Barn Podcast. I'm happy you said that. Two reasons. I'm actually a former user of Ally. Former user. Interesting. Yeah. There was uh, this thing in 2008. It was called the financial crisis. Maybe you heard of it. Maybe you haven't. But at the time that the market was going into the toilet, Ally was offering very competitive five-year CD rates, certificate of deposit for those listeners who are not as financially savvy, which basically means you put your money in, you're locked in at a guaranteed rate for a set period of time. And then once that set period of time ends, you can either take that money back or re-up at a lower or potentially higher rate. The ally rates were great in 2009, I think I might have gotten it. And then in 2014, that baby matured. Those rates were also in the toilet. (laughs) So I, I pulled my money out of that institution and put it elsewhere. Very smart, very wise decision there. But... Uh, pretty exciting. Thanks, Ally. You're our ally. An ally of the barn since July 2018. July 2018. All other banks are axes. Did you get it? Is that a historically accurate joke? It was. Uh, I gave a very small chuckle. A light chuckle. I the, will... uh, the recording might not have picked it up. It was no, so I, I think, yeah, I think our fans gave it basically the same amount of chuckle but i do say and this is nothing against ally bank i'm a lifelong member of usaa best bank in the world you've you said a lot of good things about them in the past i don't think we need necessarily need to go into them in detail but let me just say that i'm happy that you're happy <laughs> thank you i just want to tell you that today uh, Carly's auto insurance runs out basically on Saturday night with Progressive. Mm-hmm. And I called up USAA. I got us a fat new policy, both of us on it, because I've been kind of driving that car, not illegally, but a little bit recklessly without an auto insurance. Sure. And now we are on, we are official, and we are paying money to what I call the best bank in the world. But again, thanks to Ally, really, for sponsoring. So you're keeping the car in New York City? Is that the plan? No, it's absolutely not the plan. The plan is we got our 15-foot van. We are driving that. My little brother is going to fly up on Saturday day. He's going to help us pack, pack the van. He's going to drive back with me in the van. Carly will drive back in the car by herself. And once we drop the van, we will then keep the car on Long Island for probably a month maybe two months just as needed and then boy i cannot wait to get rid of that thing it is just a hunk of garbage and i don't know whether we're gonna donate it whether we're gonna sell it whether we're gonna light it ablaze and drive it off a cliff i think all are viable options at this point but it is uh it's it's on its absolute last legs 
and you know good riddance yeah i was gonna say having a car in new york city seems a little not like the greatest idea is is car i mean carly hasn't lived in a big city like in her life right i mean she's lived in arizona and then i mean i think she's moved around to a couple places but has she ever gone without a car for a long period of time no and she had a little bit of a difficult time swallowing that that we would get rid of the car it's the same car she's had for 11 or 12 years um but ultimately she knows that it's just impractical and that the subway system in new york is second to none it'll get us anywhere we need to go and frankly if we need to get to long island if we need to get upstate we have the railroad we have metro north which is the commuter rail and into westchester and into connecticut and then we can zip car we can get around we can do whatever we need get around former sponsor of the podcast of course you know we can there's just so many options for us so it, it makes no sense the car I, I this is not a joke the kelly blue book value as far as i can tell mm. is 480 dollars. <laughs> oh wow you can buy a souped up xbox for more <laughs> our our mattress is four times the value of our car that's kind of insane to think right so Casper, yeah. by the way, former sponsor of the podcast. But so ultimately ready to let that thing go and, and you know, say, see you never. Yeah, absolutely. I will say the New York transportation system, I will agree with you, is second to none. It feels like they built the city not around the transportation, but with it in mind, whereas other cities, the public transportation always seems just like an afterthought. Yes, totally right. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, the infrastructure of the city must have been the first thing they thought of before anything else, because it it clearly shows. I wanted to tell you, when you guys left, when we were in Portland, this was a couple weeks back, when we were in Portland, we went walking, we went, you know, we did the, what is it called, the nine bridges or seven bridges or whatever it is? Sure, yeah. We walked around the entire lake or river. We walked around the entire river. And at one point, there was a little bit of commotion up ahead. We said, oh, what's going on? You know, there's like loose articles of clothing on the floor. Some people are shrieking in horror. Some people are pointing in fright. Some people are giggling with disgust. And I say, oh, yeah, maybe someone jumped. We look over. We immediately see police boats. Oh, man. This could be serious. Fire. The sheriff is coming in. There's not an actual fire. There are fire boats. The sheriff is coming in. You look a little closer. There is a homeless man. I could only presume he's homeless or mentally deranged. Swimming in the water. Totally fine. But this dude legitimately took off all of his clothes and jumped. Probably 20, 25 feet for a dip. Now, he's swimming. And the cops are saying, let us get you. I mean, you, you have to let us take you to a beach. You're never going to make it. And he says, no, I've found this stick. Now, he, we can hear him very well. This dude has a, honestly, it looked like a tree fell over into the water. This is a huge, I mean, the thing must have been 15 feet long. And, you know, the trunk was at least two and a half feet wide. This guy is, is holding on to a, a swamp log. And... <laughs> The cops finally convince him. They say, like, listen, man, get on this. Get on this raft. And they start towing away. And he dives 
because all he wants is a stick. He keeps wanting a stick again with a tree. And ultimately, we, we were like, okay, enough of this. Our meter was running out, so we kept walking towards the car. They eventually towed him across the river. They let him out at a nearby beach. About two hours later, we're driving. You know where the, the real Voodoo Donuts is? Yeah. So whatever street that Voodoo Donuts is on, the one perpendicular to that, the main drag that has that bridge on it with the Welcome to Oregon sign, mm-hmm. we're driving into the city. And that dude, that same dude that was swimming, <laughs> walks across the front of our car drinking a big gulp. <laughs> I said, oh, well, I'll be. This man, Portland, is a good place. But I thought to myself, hey, how did he get here? And it must have been the public transportation. <laughs> There's a chance that he lost his car on his way to seeing Deadpool 2. <laughs> he may have. And, sir, if you did and if you're listening, please let us know. Please use the hashtag LostCarDeadpoolTWO. Let us know you're okay. Let us know how your stick is doing because it's been the only thing on my mind for the past 26 days. It's been so, rough. So real quick, I, mean, I don't want to get too into the weeds with this story, but <laughs> what, let's say let's say this guy collects the stick in the water and let's say he somehow is able to swim to the shore. Would he have been able to carry this or drag it or was it t- way too big? Yeah, I mean, it was. That's a logical question. Like, maybe he's building a, a fort with it. Maybe he has a new home that he's going to make using this this tree. I don't think he would have been able to pick it up. He did, however, have this neurotic, deranged woman that was yelling at him, and it seemed like she was giving him directions. So, perchance, she was his mother or significant other or friend or roommate. Who knows? But. They seem to be conspiring a bit, but it must have been tough for him to hear from 25 feet down and, you know, in 58 degree near frigid water. And he's butt naked. So I don't really know what the end game was, but I'm happy to know that dude enjoyed at least a Diet Coke afterwards. It's, it was wild. Kind of surprised you didn't lead with that story on one of the last two pods because that is a winner right there. I forgot. I, you know, I said it's been on my mind, but it really hasn't. But What's going I, on in your world, dude? How's being back at work? How's how's being married? What's it like it, being a mister? I guess you've always been, but yeah, it's uh, it's exactly the same. I think a lot of that's kind of like the common question people ask, and each time, uh, you know, it's it's pretty much the exact same when you live with someone before you get married there's not a lot of surprises left so it's just uh you have a piece of paper that says it's official you have some hardware on your on your finger and everything else is pretty much normal you still go to work and see each other after work and you make dinner and you make plans on weekends and see friends and uh yeah nothing nothing really changes too much but uh, you have the memories of the wedding which is great and yeah being back at work we're fully back into uh, the grind. Uh, mm-hmm. The last couple of weeks, we've had some a couple new people start. So, part of uh, my job is is to train the the new hires and make them feel welcome. So that's uh, always exciting. Answering a lot of questions and and getting people up to speed in addition to doing my regular work. So it's a little bit uh, of additional additional stuff to do. But overall, things are going well. And yeah. Really no complaints on this end. Everything's going going well. These new people, do you introduce yourself with a fake name? Do you give yourself a new personality? 
are you yourself? Do you make jokes? Give me kind of a rundown of what it's like to be a, a new hire under your wing. Yeah, usually the first time I, you know, I talk to them, I, I want to establish some credibility. So it's a pretty normal introduction. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once they're there for a day or so and they can kind of, you know, understand everything that's going on, I'll start throwing in some jokes, letting them know that I was a former hand model, kind of stuff like that. <laughs> Telling them that I used to be a Spanish voiceover artist for the, the workbooks in, in high school. So, yeah, you know, all sorts of little things to kind of keep them uh keep them on their toes and uh yeah you know at what point do like the wet willies start like the swirlies uh we usually start the hazing slash bullying process in week two great nice you know traditional wedgie is usually the first thing and then a swirly in the bathroom you know it's all standard stuff it's you know all in the employee handbook (laughs) yeah right yeah but you just tell them not to read that page until day six (laughs) exactly so I, I think that the fans must be on the edge of their seat because I don't think we've recorded in probably a week and a half, but we've been, everyone's been writing to me specifically and said, did you get a thank you note from Jordy and Missy? And I said, I haven't sent them a gift yet, but that's been the question. Did you send out your notes? Uh, all the notes have been sent out. Uh, both Missy and I are finished except for, probably the most important people and that's our parents uh we wanted to get a kind of more of a unique special thank you note as opposed to the ones that we sent to everybody else so we've uh, used that as an excuse to delay writing those last few ones and, and being completely done but overwhelmingly we are finished which is great unless some additional presents start trickling in which is always possible yeah totally i'm i'm sorry for not telling you this earlier and i'm going to be definitely candid and say this is not a podcast sponsor, just a friend, but a buddy of mine owns a company called Thank View, V-I-E-W. And what they do is they offer some software that allows people to record individual and personalized thank you videos as opposed to thank you notes, thank you cards, thank you letters. And they seem to be perfect for post-wedding. If you're, you know, writing 150 thank you notes where you could just as easily record a quick note, record a quick thank you, say something funny about the wedding or something that you noticed or remembered. And so I just, I mean, first of all, for the listeners out there, thank you, V-A-E-W, but also, Jordy, I guess the next time you get married, keep that in mind. Absolutely. And that's actually something I was thinking of doing. It actually would have been great if I had known that there was a special software to do this because I was thinking of doing some sort of video response um to to people and and you know add additional thank you but then kind of just thinking about the process of recording it and then uploading it onto my computer then you know doing a quick edit and yeah, then yeah. getting on youtube you know doing that for you know what do we have 215 guests you know even if they're coming in groups that's quite a few times that i'm doing it um so it just didn't seem to be feasible but uh then we also thought about doing one uh video announcement to just send to everybody uh but haven't done that yet either but that's a yeah. pretty cool software yeah i think they're doing well too and practically it definitely makes sense uh, you know it probably took you guys quite a long time to record those so even if i don't know next time if you have uh you know a baby or whatever it is, uh, just keep in mind. But I do want to ask you, this is this is uh, something that's been on my mind. Do you play any instruments? Uh, no. I played the trumpet in fifth grade, and then I had a guitar when probably right before we lived together in the Clipper house. I had it 
um, for a handful of years and kind of messed around. Never got great, but, you know, knew a few songs uh, and messed around on that. And then it was uh, in my car when it got stolen. So it was, uh, yeah, it was lost forever and yet to replace it. Although I have thought about, you know, now that the wedding has died down, like I need kind of something, another activity, another hobby. And was thinking about, you know, picking up a new one and maybe getting back on that. You know, that's perfect and and couldn't have come. That was definitely not pre-written, but we have a legitimate sponsor for this podcast. This is in no way a joke. We have a great following on Long Island. A lot of people have been posting about us on social, have been actually writing to the podcast. In no way is this a joke. We are sponsored this week, the Barn Podcast, by Monster Monster Music which is a small mom-and-pop shop on Long Island. And for the barn listeners, if the barn listeners sign up for 12 lessons, so a package of 12 lessons, I think it's once a week, maybe it's twice a week, however often you want to go. If you sign up for 12 lessons, you will get a guitar for free. Wow, great deal. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very exciting. This is like not some piece of garbage guitar either. Uh, this is a legitimate, like, professional guitar. I don't know what types of guitars there are, but this is this is what we've been told. So it's Monster, Monster Music. Music. It's in Levittown on Long Island, L-E-V-I-T. Actually, I don't know how many T's are in Levittown. It's in Levittown. <laughs> and, and just tell them at checkout or when you walk into the store that you're there for the Barn Podcast deal, and they will gladly give you a – I can't believe it. I mean, can you can you imagine walking into a store, signing up for lessons, and they give you the instrument for free? Would you be excited if that were you? I'd be very excited. Uh, is there if a certain amount of people walk in and use this discount, do the hosts of the Barn Podcast get any deals on guitars? I'm sure something could be worked out. It might be difficult because neither of us live there. Sure, um, but because we wouldn't be able to sign up for the lessons as far as this deal is concerned. But who knows? Maybe we, I, we were definitely friends of Monster, Monster Music, and Monster Music is a friend of the podcast at this point. So maybe we could get some sort of, of deal going. But, um, folks, again, that's that's Barn Podcast at checkout at Monster Music, and we're really happy to have you guys as a sponsor. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about them in the past. So, you know, you definitely want want the pod to be associated with good quality companies and businesses. So it's it's a real honor. This is also not a joke. Monster Music, which is, you know, it's a competitor of Guitar Center, of Sam Ash, of these big box stores, but they have definitely a great reputation amongst the community. They were originally founded, as far as I know, I would say maybe 15 years ago, maybe earlier, by you'll never guess who, so I'm going to tell you. Chris Angel. His brother. (laughs) (laughs) He had me for a second. No, I'm not. That's actually in no way a joke. Chris Angel's brother founded Monster Music. So we are amongst royalty. I mean, if that if that didn't, you know, if you weren't convinced of going going into Levittown, signing up for a pack of 12 lessons, getting that free guitar. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be more excited now knowing that fact. Knowing that the mind freak has been in there. I can't confirm that he's taken lessons, but I know that if he was offered the 12, free, 12 lessons, you get a free guitar, his mind would freak.
Absolutely. <laughs> Not that funny? <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was a six and a half. Okay, yeah. That's generous. About, about your, your score on the dance floor. Yeah, at which you publicly criticized me for and then texted me afterwards and said people were complimenting me. Yeah, I know. I was a little harsh on the pod. That was, uh, was part of a bit, I guess. But yeah, no, you, you put together a, a solid effort. Thanks. And I also need to go on public record to say that once or when we were introduced at your wedding, you did the thing where the bridal party gets introduced and everyone comes in. They do their little dance or their little you know, choreographed number. My counterpart, who was a bridesmaid, lovely gal, we won't use her name. We were supposed to walk in and immediately cross paths. Oh, now I forget, actually. What did we do? <laughs> no, sorry. We were not supposed to immediately cross paths. We were spo- there were two tables set up almost like a figure eight. You've really established yourself as a credible source here. You've forgotten the first thing about the story. Well, the point is, we did it wrong, but I did it right. Ah, okay. So I'm just going to cut to the chase. It probably looked awful, I would say. But in truth, I went the right way. And a person who will not be named went the wrong way. And I just wanted to be known. I wanted to be out there. If there's a video of it, I apologize. And, you know, hopefully it, it ends up on the cutting room floor for the final thing. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think any video was taken, but we did just get the pictures back uh, yesterday and today in two different waves. So uh, we do have some of the the entrance in photographs. So I'll, I'll take a look and see if either of you have a confused look on your face and if one of you has a guilty look and can do a little research there and see if anyone, if I can tell if they're telling the truth or not. Thanks. Did you... Are there any winners in the batch? Oh, absolutely. The photographer was wonderful. There's quite a few. I think the total amount we got was just over a thousand photos. So as you can imagine, there's quite a few winners there and uh, I will be sharing a few with you. I know I sent one over to you yesterday in which (laughs) everyone uh, standing behind me in the wedding party, the groom, the groomsmen were, were all kind of smiling, had a nice look on their face and you (laughs) were kind of looking up wondering as almost as if you were curious if you'd ordered the chicken or the salmon for dinner. (laughs) yeah i don't know what the deal was i mean it definitely looked like that but i really only remember being happy and smiling the entire time but it looked like i had kind of just stubbed a toe or or i had smelt something awful (laughs) again apologies it was probably uh, at the moment when you took your hand and placed it in greg's pocket in front of you you're right i think that might have been it did did some other ones come out i'm going to use this as a a moment for me to feel good about myself but did others come out uh well yeah no there's all there's some good ones with you in it i'll uh either share the whole link with you or just send a few your way so yeah excited to to pass those along to everybody who's involved in the day it's a real fun way to relive it and to remember it and you know yeah it's uh it was a good time yeah we've uh we put that profile picture up which we talked about on our last record and I got to tell you, I'm very excited for when your like does come in because I am sitting on a dangerous precipice of 100 likes. You're at 99 right now. On the dot, 99. Oh, my goodness. 
So the triple digit push is going to be much appreciated. I w- originally was going to wait a lot longer, but now knowing that I could be that hundredth person, I feel like the appreciation for the like will be amplified and it will mean that much more to you. So I might have to, to get on there uh, one of these days here. I don't want to pressure you, but I will never forget it. <laughs> and this is on Facebook or Instagram? This is on Facebook. It's on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, I didn't put one on Instagram. I feel like my Instagram game's kind of fallen off a bit because I don't want to be too braggy. You know, people are kind of braggy. And I love to be braggy, but I just feel like I could uh, tone it down a little bit. What else is going on good in your life? Anything, any sports teams starting up? Any, uh, have you been working on the wiffle game since I left it in your backyard? Uh, I think I took a couple swings since then, but really, you know, to be honest with you, now that we're probably in the portion of the podcast where we're allowed to talk sports and, people have gotten enough content so if you're one of those people who does not like the sports section feel free to you know to tune out now but yep, see you uh, later. yeah i'm actually kind of getting back into baseball a little bit and you know just as a little bit of context i grew up baseball is my 1a sport basketball kind of 1b uh, grew up loving the A's, actually worked for them for a handful of years in various capacities and i think that experience as much as i loved it you know, going and being there every day and going to every single game, it kind of tur- it kind of turned me off for a little while, and I wasn't as into it as I had been growing up. Uh, but every now and then, you know, still an A's fan. Every now and then, they'll they'll put together you know a, a fun group of guys and kind of a magical run, and they'll start to you know play much better than anticipated. It's mm-hmm. a it's a out of nowhere kind of a surprise and it looks like they're starting to put together one of those runs right now they're they're winning some impressive ball games and so i'm kind of getting back into that a little bit i'm not fully on board i haven't watched full games yet but you know a little bit here and there um so kind of excited to have that back in especially because now's the dead time of the year with basketball uh, free agency over and the you know, preseason not having started yet. There's no football. College football still hasn't started. Mm-hmm. Um, all the ice and hockey is melted. So there's really not <laughs> a lot going on other than baseball. So it is kind of nice to, you know, potentially have another uh, activity, another team to root for here. Yeah. Before I dive into that, uh, the Knicks did sign Noah Vonley. So free agency is not over. But I totally get what you're saying. I actually, like you, worked for a sports franchise for a couple years in more or less one capacity, uh, the New York Yankees. And I grew up a fan of them and watched every game every night growing up. And then at that time, I just got spoiled Uh, or it was spoiled for me. You know, I didn't love watching. I didn't love going to games. And I'm now, I don't know, six or seven years removed from that. And now, just like you're saying, the team is great and it's fun. I haven't been watching a lot of games just because I'm in Red Sox territory. But once I get back to New York, boy, am I looking forward to this kind of postseason run. I feel like in the early 2000s, maybe mid 2000s, we always ran into you. We being the Yankees always ran into you, the Mm -hmm. A's in the playoffs. And ultimately we got squashed more often than not, I feel like. And who knows? Maybe it'll be another year with uh, with the Red Sox leading the AL East. It could be a wild card showdown. There's potential, yeah. I think the A's are about a game and a half out, and if they were to secure that second spot, they would play the Yankees in a one-game playoff. And obviously, I think the Yankees are the better team, a little bit more depth 
uh, overall a little bit better of a lineup, but both squads have a lot of power, uh, hit a lot of home runs. Obviously, the Yankees have Stanton and Judge and Sanchez, but the A's uh, are crushing the ball too. I'm not quite sure they have the pitching to to make a deep run, but hey, a one game playoff, anything can happen. So, yeah, just got to get there and hope uh, you know all the, the the matchups go our way. But you know, still a lot of baseball left, but still just exciting to you know to potentially have this as kind of a uh, you know, something to keep our minds occupied before basketball comes back. Which, boy, I can't wait for. But in Portland, are most people just Mariners fans, or how, what's the split look like? I'd say it's probably about 50 to 60% Mariner fans, and then a good chunk are Giants fans, actually. Huh. Um, but not a lot of A's fans up here. Um, and that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I would say it's probably the majority Mariners fans. Portland's actually... Uh, used to have a triple-A team, and it was uh, pretty big here. They actually played where the Portland Timbers, the MLS team, currently play. And there's a lot of hubbub recently about Portland getting a baseball team here, a major league baseball team here, either through expansion or through a current team relocating. Wow. Uh, you know, it's a whole thing. There's a website. There's a bunch of people who have signed on, who have donated money to the cause, including Russell Wilson and his wife, Ciara, wow. uh, who are who are on board. So there's, you know, a whole committee and uh, they're really, you know, trying to, to get a team here. One of the teams that's actually rumored uh, to potentially come up here is the Oakland A's if they can't figure out their uh, stadium situation in Oakland. They've been having some trouble trying to uh, get a plan approved and, and build a new stadium there. The current place they play, the Oakland Coliseum, was built in the 60s and is kind of just, you know, it's a, it's not the greatest stadium uh, in terms of aesthetics, even though I grew up going to games there, so I love it. But, uh, you know, the A's want uh, a baseball-only stadium considering where they currently play was uh, rebuilt to accommodate the Raiders when they moved back from LA. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see. I personally don't think um, Portland will get a team, but it's kind of, kind of fun to think that they might. Yeah, that's dope. And it'd be great for you if it was the A's. It makes sense now that the Raiders are out of there. Um, so many blessings, many hopes for you. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but uh, I mean, I think a triple A AAA team would be the best, but at the same time, you know, you're going to be starting play in April and April, May in Portland can be pretty rainy. So you'd have to have like a retractable dome and then, you know, bu- building that all for a triple A team seems to be a little bit excessive and, uh, you know, might not be the financing for it. So it kind of feels like a major league or bus situation. Yeah. Right. And I wonder too, if not the A's, who could it be? I feel like most teams are pretty complacent. I'm just running through the top of my head. Yeah, I think the only other team without a, a stadium, a new stadium at this point, is the Rays. Um, so they might be the other team that would potentially move if they don't have something worked out in their future. Interesting. But, well, yeah, we will see. We'll, we'll wait and see. We will we'll wait and see. When you come to New York, hopefully I can turn you on to the Yanks. We'll take you to a game there. And maybe we'll convert you, a lifelong Billy Bean fan, into a New York Yank. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I, I've been to Yankee Stadium. I actually haven't been to the new Yankee Stadium, but I've been to games at the old one. I kind of want to go to a Mets game. I feel like that could be fun. But maybe we could find a time to visit where 
both teams are either home or one one's home and then goes on the road and the other comes back and we can do both games because I think it would be fun to to check out City Field. We'll make it happen. And maybe the next time we record, I'll have a little bit of a better idea of when we will be permanent residents of the state, where our address will be, and just when you can come out and visit. I mean, we're we're itching to make it happen as soon as we can. So, you know, maybe by the end of the year, maybe beginning of next, but I think it could be a real fun treat to have you guys out. Absolutely. Well, uh, looking forward to an update on the next pod and hope everything goes well with the move in the interim. So, you know, we may have, might have a little bit of a, a delay before the next pod records, but uh, hopefully it'll be out sooner than later. Yeah. Hey, guys, don't forget to like us. I think we have zero likes. Uh, subscribe. I don't know how many subscriptions we have. Rate us. Review us. I think both of those are at a steady zero. <laughs> and uh, let's let's get onto the charts, team. We need to make this happen. So, what do you say, Grange? Anything else? That's it. I will talk to you soon, Chex. Take it easy. Peace, brother. Oh, I'm delicious.